We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. A different world meant so much to me. I mean, it was a really important show for a lot, a Absolutely. lot of people in our generation. What, 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 what made it work so well? What made it like so important for so many people? At the time, representation, although it always mattered, you know, it wasn't something that was on everybody's lips. The fact that we touched on on subjects that were taboo, that we had to fight for, that were just things that were happening, like you would at college, made it so important and so worthy. All these people look at that show and was like, that show came on when I was a certain age, and it not only sent me running to college, it sent me running looking for that college. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be at HBCU. I wanted to go to school where you guys went to school. Oddly enough, I never had that. So it's really intense and wonderful to feel that love 30 something years later from people who saw it and actually can say what it meant to them and what it did for them. Kadeem Hardison has been part of the pop cultural landscape since the 80s when he was the star of A Different World. Dwayne Wayne, I love that show. I would still watch that show. Hardison's had a long career since then, starring now in Teenage Bounty Hunters on Netflix, where he plays a funny, grizzled, old, bitter bounty hunter trying to teach two girls, young girls, how to be bounty hunters. It's a funny show. Look, you want to get this whole conversation? Go to patreon.com slash show. Patreon.com slash show. For now, let's get into it. It's Kadeem Hardison on Toray Show. So I started watching the show, Teenage Bounty Hunters. Very interesting. From the title, I thought it was going to be for kids, but it's not for kids. It's, it's not just for no. adults, but it's not for kids. It's, it's, it's an interesting mix. Absolutely. How'd you get involved in all this? Um, I read the script and loved it. It was originally called Slutty Teenage Bounty Hunters. I like which that. Which made me love it. <laughs> which made me love it even more. Like, I was like, what? So I read this script, Slutty Teenage Bounty Hunters. Um, love Is, which I was in love with. The show just got canceled. And I was kind of in this really kind of like sad, damn, I got to go audition again. And I got to get another gig again. And I thought this gig was going to carry me for 
some years and it really said something to the people that needed to be said and now it's gone and I thought there'll never be another one like this and then all of a sudden I got this which was so weird and so and and said so many things to the people that they need to hear like it had a little bit of everything in it and I was in from the title but then once I found out who my guy was like just from the pilot because I was in I signed off on the pilot I didn't know nothing past the first episode, I went in, had the best audition of my life. Like I really wanted this gig and, and put a lot into it and had a dream two nights before that I crushed it. Like this was the, the, the pinnacle of auditions for me in my dream. And then went in and did it. And the, the audition was better than the dream. So I was like, wow. And they loved, I mean, they got me immediately. I mean, I met them on a Wednesday. We were working out a deal on Friday. Now, just for actors who are listening, what is the best, because you've had a long career, what is the best audition yeah. of your life look and feel like? Okay, so you start with the preparation. You start with all the stuff you want to build into the character that may not be on the page. And you commit to it because... It's, it could go two, one of two ways. It could be, oh, wow, what was that? <laughs> or it could go, oh, wow, what was that? So I had to, I had to commit like 100% to what I wanted to do. I thought I would do this and I could probably do it what you would, as what you would expect easily. And it might be good. But if I want to do something like this and, and have a chance of it going five years or something like that and being locked into it, I want to do something that's really going to uh, fulfill me. So I started building all the things I wanted into the character. Then and I had to go in and commit to those choices. And as soon as I as soon as I did, the the creator, Kathleen Jordan. The first line I said in the scripts that wasn't what she wrote, her head flew back, her mouth opened, she laughed to the point it almost scared me and kind of threw me off. Um, and I knew I was like, oh, snap, they're with me. They're with me. This is, this is kind of like better than I thought. And I just kept going on, kept going on. And I made it a point to, uh, afterwards to just talk to them about the process, about how I got there, how... There's not a whole lot of stuff I like to come out of my house for, off the hill for. And these guys wrote a really good, I think it'll turn out to be important kind of script and show for young girls, all kind of people. So, uh, and, and they let me talk. I was in there like 40 minutes, yo. And came out feeling like that was good. And it was a girl waiting to go in after she was like, Oh God, I don't want to go in there after you. Like she heard the laughing and the wilding out and, the, and we just had a good time. And I came home and I was, I woke up Thursday morning. Like, why haven't they called? <laughs> like it was Wednesday night. I went in Thursday morning. I was like, why haven't they called? Where, where are they at? And uh, Friday, they called Friday morning. They called and it's like, all right, here's the offer. Let's start, let's start working it out. So it was fantastic. I mean, this character is funny and grizzled and weird, and he's been around the band. I mean, most bounty hunters seem to have been like around the band and like, 
you know, tell us about this guy who's a bounty hunter and he's working at Yogurtopia <laughs> and he's also like, you know, he, he's he's got these girls who he's taken on as, you know, mentees, even though they're a yeah. little too young, but it's, yeah. you know, it is, but you're not like just giving them nice advice. You're like, look, I'm doing my job. If you stay out of my way, then I'll give you a piece. If you help me out. Right. right. So who is this guy? Um, yeah, he's a, he's a guy who's, who's had a, a, a little trouble in his past that kind of broke him. Like a failed marriage as a man can break you. Uh, can re- especially when you feel like you commit and then it doesn't work. Then it, it, it takes a piece of you uh, with it. Then he had some trouble at work. I'm trying not to spoil things. Um, he had some trouble at work that also kind of broke him. So now he's kind of come to a new city and trying to make it make good. And, and it's a struggle. He's not, he's not the top of his game. He's in pieces. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's dragging his pieces around with him. And then all of a sudden he meets these two girls accidentally who um, can kind of help him. So it's a need-based thing, I think. Like, you know, yeah, okay, uh, they did half the work, they get half the pay, but once he sees what they are capable of, they fill a void for him. And, and, and more in his professional than his personal. Because his personal, once you get broken, you kind of are resigned to that, or he's resigned to that. So they feel a need in this in his professional life that he can gain from, and then they all, in in time they they affect his personal life, which could go you know team taking advice life advice from teenage girls can be troublesome. <laughs> I mean, y- y- you don't want to give it away, but I want right. to find a way to broad to, to deepen it for people who haven't seen it and for people who haven't seen it. So. Can you talk about what you added to it that's sort of off script? You know, like I know you get the script and you probably figure out a backstory. You figure out other things that aren't like that we don't see on screen that deepen the character. So who is this guy apart from what we get to see? Mm. Because the script, the, the screenplay is so good. The, the writing is so good on this show. The only stuff I added to him was was uh, was built in from the beginning. So, for instance, um, he's a an amalgamation of some of my favorite characters. He's a, a little bit Denzel, charming Denzel in Training Day, charming Lonzo, not crazy Lonzo, but charming Lonzo. He's a little bit Wolverine because he's a tracker. He's a little bit um, Robert De Niro from. Um, Midnight Run, because he's a you know he's got problems in the past. That Love that movie to hear, and he's a little bit, or he's a lot bit Popeye, <laughs> because Popeye was the king of telling you what was going on in his head with his mouth. Like you couldn't see it on his face; he'd always just mumble to himself, and 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 that was important to me. So once I had those kind of. Uh, those were my wheels. I could always lean on one at any time to bring more to them. So if they said something, there was always something for me to, to, to go to, to react because I keep hearing that I'm a great 
straight men to their comedy team. And I didn't see it that way. But then you look at it, depending on how you look at it, because he's funny also, but depending on how you look at it, yeah, they do a lot of yada, yada, yada. And then I kind of set them up and sometimes I reel them in. Um, the most fun is is when, <laughs> when I get to react to them in ways that aren't really on the page, but it's just something internal, whether it's a growl, whether it's a look, whether it's, it's, it's all of my guys, it's Denzel, it's Wolverine, it's Popeye, it's De Niro. So <laughs> if you want to see me <laughs> do an impression of all my favorite characters uh, from, from the past, <laughs> here's your chance. There's definitely a lot of dry sort of comedy in it, right? And like, yeah. I mean, I feel like you definitely got a lot of punchlines and a lot of like last words and like stuff that's like, yo, that's crazy that he just said that to them. <laughs> just Even when they're talking about their teenage like trying to figure out sex stuff and you're just like basically like please leave me out of your conversation like i'm a grown-ass man and it's like and i'm laughing at them like what do you think about this about boys and you're like no i am not having this conversation with you little girl yeah (laughs) and it's fun and it's funny and both sides are funny i just i couldn't wait for the world to get a load of of this relationship because with all the trouble and all of whatever we got going on right now, here's a case where two people or three people who would have no business being in their each other's universes come together and fall in love. The first season, whatever you may think, it's a love story about these two weird twins and this weird old guy who becomes their uncle, mentor, father figure, and and how they come together and love each other and they need each other and, and, and rely on each other. It's the weirdest thing I, I've ever well, imagined. Well, yeah, as an actor, how was it forming the partnership and the vibe and the bond and the trust between these two actresses who are way younger than you and like, you know, different generations and probably different yeah. styles and all that, different level of experience. Like, how did, how did that come together? That would that happened pretty early on, like uh, the first day before we even shot anything, we had to go to the gun range and shoot. How old are they? They're 24. I think they're uh, turning 25 this year. 24. Yeah, 23, 24. My kids turn 24. They're turning 25. Yep. Wow. Yep. <clears throat> so the first day uh, we we got to, not the first day. But the, I think the second day we met, we had to go to gun range for gun training. And these are young, you know, like very liberal, very like they don't want nothing to do with guns. And I kind of get that because for, for kids, guns in school, school shootings, that's terrifying. I'm from a different time where you might have had a 22 <laughs> or, or something like that. that. That wasn't the biggest deal. but. Now guns have taken on automatic weapons, open state carry. That's taken on a whole new meaning. So we had to go gun training, and they were they were pretty shook up about being in the room with guns. So I went first. I told them I'll go first, and I'll show you. Blah blah blah, and made them laugh, and just calmed them down, and told them everything that happened to me, and what you feel, and 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 and. and 
how safe it is and not to worry and stayed and watched them and cheered them on. And that was, that was day one. That was like our first day of really kind of, all right, girls are coming in, Kadeem's coming in. Uh, we got to do a quick fitting and then we're going off to gun training. And, uh, and, and, and that bonded us, that kind of cemented us. Um, as a character, I wanted to make it a point not to, as a man, as an older man dealing with supposedly 16-year-old girls, not to have any physical contact with them until a certain episode. There was one point in the pilot where I came, the parents are there, and 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 we're almost kind of caught in this little web of uh, what are we all doing? And I put my hands on their shoulders, and then I pat them on the heads. And that was it. And there was no more touching for me until episode five when one of them was having a little bit, a little uh, crisis and I wanted to calm her down. I put my hands on her shoulders, but yeah, I, I, you know, I thought that was something, even though it was small and you may not notice it. I didn't want this to come off any kind of creepy or any kind of any weird way at all. I wanted this to be, you know, like you're dealing with an uncle that you never knew you had or some nieces that you really don't really want to know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now you kind of <laughs> stuck together and and then there's love and then, then it becomes out of that forced union it's like oh my god i i, I trust them uh, they know me i know them they need me i need them we love each other we live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to doordash if you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. One of the people who helped inspire me to want to be in broadcasting is Oprah Winfrey. She's an inspiration for so many of us, but her daytime talk show was so incredible. And it told me that you could be black and authentic and real on TV. And that made me want to do it, too. Black Stories, Black Truths is NPR's new collection that's a celebration of blackness. Each of NPR's black voices are as direct, varied, distinct and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and how to create world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account of what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. Black perspectives that haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story, but now they are the story. On NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. Turn on NPR today 
and hear a range of voices as varied, as nuanced, and as black as we are. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Influencer. It's a word that gets tossed around a lot these days. There is a woman who went the distance, who broke ground as the first true influencer by living a remarkable life. Her name, Elizabeth Taylor. I'm Katy Perry. This is the story of the original influencer. This is Elizabeth the First. Elizabeth the First, the podcast, wherever you listen. I mean, you know, comedy is all about timing. And your timing in this is very sort of like slow and methodical, and they're working on a much higher frequency. <laughs> and sometimes just the collision of those two things is funny in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I mean, to me, they seem like a, a, an old vaudeville team that's been working together forever. So to know that they just met at the callbacks for this job, is is amazing like they have such a such a link between them <clears throat> that it's really fun to watch and it gives me so much it gives me so much to play off of as an actor all you really are doing is reacting if you're really good and if you if you if you if you're tight so bang they hit the ball i just hit it back they hit it this way i use my forehand i use my backhand it, they really give me so much to play um play off of I, i'm so lucky that that these were the choices the uh, uh maddie phillips who plays uh sterling was cast first i think and uh and then it took a while to find blair um and once they found her we all got together i mean they found her it seemed like with a week to go before shooting i kept asking around like yo where's my other Twin, we're gonna shoot this show, right? Are we doing this show? Because we're supposed to shoot in a week or two, and we don't have the other girl yet. And then uh, they were like, "Yep, we're zeroing in." And then they they made the, the the choice to go with Angelica, and she she killed it. You ever worked with Method Man before? <laughs> no, he's so no. dope in this too. Oh my god! So, uh, Meth, right after my audition. There was a girl who went in for, I think, one of the twins. And then after that, Method, Meth went in for Bowser. And and it turned out the way it turned out. But they loved him so much. They were like, we got to find something for him. He should be Terrence Coyne, which is unbelievable. It's crazy. He's crazy. He's crazy in this. Yeah, uh, yeah Meth is fan- uh, he's fantastic in it. I was so excited because... He's he's definitely one of my top MCs. Right. I've been I've been I used to sing uh, Method Man to my daughter when she was in her be- in my mo- in her baby in her mother's belly. I used to lean on her stomach and say M E T J H O D. I mean, that's how far back <laughs> we go. So I've been a fan. I've been finding, been wishing to find something that we could do together. It was never going to be on stage because I don't rhyme like that. <laughs> and then here he is coming into to my realm, so to speak. Yo, he's and, a uh, great actor because absolutely. he doesn't come to it with 
the 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 rapper i'm still the man thing like he'll be like comedic and humbled and silly and like whatever and like i love seeing him on screen yes i had to talk so much i had to throw so much shade at him and 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 exactly method man would smash me <laughs> but terrence coin laughs it off and goes about his thing with his apron and his cooking muffins and whatever he's doing like it's not even phased by it, but the rapper, the the, the 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 guy we would know as the rapper, the killer, there'd be no contest. Right. But in this instance, Bowser is kind of you know the aggressor. But this is great because I mean, I could see watching this with my kids because they're mm-hmm. identifying with the girls, and I'm identifying mm-hmm. with y'all, and the generations are coming together, and like, okay, we can like, I mean. My kids are 11 and 12, so there's a lot of talk about, you know, sex and stuff that might be a little ahead of my kids a little bit. But, like, (laughs) I could see this being a multi-generational watch for a lot of people. Definitely. That's one of my favorite things about it is that, you know, not only is it bringing me to a new audience, but it's something that you can definitely have conversations about. Like, I got friends with 16-year-old kids, and I'm like, yo, you should really let him see it <laughs> he's gonna have some questions and i can help you with those or you can handle them my my my, my parenting skills are a little bit different technique wise <laughs> but uh you should really let your kid like check this out because it'll be a great conversation for you to have if you don't he's gonna sneak over to so-and-so's house and watch it anyway <laughs> watch it anyway so you might as well <laughs> watch yeah. it anyway so you might as well just let him sit on down and watch it and go, hey, so what'd you think about that? That's pretty wild, isn't it? Yeah, okay, let's talk about that. Girls think that too. So can, can we talk about the show where I first saw you? Because yes. A Different World meant so much to me because it premiered when I was a high school senior. So I was like really thinking about what is college about to be and here you guys come give me this beautiful, amazing, Afrocentric vision of college and then watching it in college, you know, I went to college in Atlanta. So watching it in Atlanta was like, oh, my God. Wow. Um, I mean, that was I mean, it was a really important show for a lot, Absolutely. a lot of people in our generation. What, 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 what made it work so well? What made it like so important for so many people? Wow. What made a different world? At the time, representation, although it always mattered, it just wasn't. Uh, part of the lexicon. And, you know, it wasn't something that was on everybody's lips. And I really believe that Doc, uh, Doc uh, Dr. Cosby had a, a vision. He's always been talking about education. Always. So, here it is. He puts his, he sends his daughter off to college and he wants to do a show about school and, and particularly a, a black school, HBCU. Um, the fact that we touched on on subjects that were taboo that we had to fight for that were just things that were happening like you would a college made it so important and so um worthy like it was something that catapulted people into into life like you knife wonder lena like all these people look at that show and was like that show came on when i was a certain age and it not only sent me running to college, sent me running looking for that college. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be at an HBCU. I wanted to go to school where you guys went to school. 
And and, I, and oddly enough, I never had that. You know what I mean? Like my guys were like JJ, like you know, <laughs> the people who would, you know, temporary layoffs, yeah, and easy credit ripoffs, and yeah, all of that. That was those were our role models from the generation before. Um, so so it's it's really um, intense and wonderful to feel that love thirty something years later from people who saw it and, and actually can say what it meant to them and what it did for them. Oh shit, because man. I could, I could, I, I was just in the bubble. I did, I couldn't really tell. There was no internet. There were no likes. There were no clicks. There was no way for me to know what was happening and who was digging it and down in North Carolina or over here or in Holland or I don't know. I just, you know, I was like, get to work on time. Remember your lines. Like the girl. Boom, bang. I mean, it was, it was part of the beauty of it was that there were so many different kinds of black people in one mix <laughs> flowing together and you could identify with this one and you could recognize the other one and maybe you don't like that type but you know it's real and mm-hmm. uh, you know i mean it was it was funny and it was real and uh, do you have a favorite episode or a favorite moment uh, yeah geez um cats in the cradle um uh, was the one where me and and Daryl Bell, who played Ron, were going to a football game, and um, and then he decided to sell his tickets or something like that, and sit outside and bet on the game or whatever. And white boys came up, and we got into a, they got into a scruffle, and then I came in, and then we ended up in jail together. And that whole you know that whole speech about you know my my grandfather, you you're an Amer- you're uh, your father's an immigrant, you're American. My father was born here. And you people still look at me as just another nigga. That was my favorite episode, only because it, we got to act. Like, there was always acting going on, but this here just took it to another a level of intensity, which I had always wanted to do. And in a sitcom, you don't always get those opportunities. So when I had a chance, I couldn't wait. Like, you know, that, the, the crisscross one, where the, the two guys came in, crisscross came in, and they were on opposite in opposite gangs and wanted to fight each other. And I had to keep them apart. And then I had to go. What does eating healthy mean to you? Whatever your eating goals, Thrive Market is the best place to get all your groceries and household essentials. And getting Thrive shipped to your door is like having a great supermarket right outside your house. I love that Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and ethical sourcing methods. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks or low sugar alternatives or gluten-free essentials, Thrive Market's got it and their site lets you curate your shopping experience quickly. And as a Thrive member, I save on every order, usually about 30%, which of course I love. And when you join, you help a family in need with the membership matching program. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a $60 gift for free. Go to thrivemarket.com slash for 30% off your first order plus that free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E Market dot com slash Torrey thrive market dot com slash Torrey on March 16th 2000 two sheriff's deputies were shot in Atlanta Jamil Alamin a Muslim leader and former black power activist was convicted but the evidence was shaky and the whole truth didn't come out during the trial my name is mostly secret and when I started investigating this case in my hometown 
I uncovered a dark truth about America. From Tinderfoot TV, Campside Media, and iHeart Podcasts, Radical is available now. Listen to the new podcast, Radical, for free on the iHeart Radio app or wherever you get your podcasts. And try to reach uh, his father through, you know, to save his son. And me and him got into it in the hallway. And this cat was so strong, he threw me across the set. And I hit the damn wall on the other side of the set. And I could feel the wall give away like, oh, snap. It's a real, it's, you know, just those moments. There were some real funny moments, too, that I love. But the ones that stand out to me um, that always mean a little bit more were the ones where I got to turn up the intensity a notch. Um, I mean, yeah, it's definitely a sitcom, but it was also a bit of a soap opera in that mm-hmm. it, it, yeah. it went on, it developed, you know, it, it, your character developed. It was kind of mm-hmm. amazing to see, you know, you go from like like nerdy to like yeah. a man to be able to like yeah. get the girl and like be with yeah. uh, Jaleesa, which is like, you know, like way beyond your <laughs> purview at the beginning of the show. And then it like made right. sense, like, like, like that sort of development of character made the people who felt like a nerd in high school be like, yo, there's a chance for me. Like I can, I can grow up and get yeah. that girl. Yeah. Yeah. I had someone say on the other day that, you know, we were talking about, I was on Twitter and, and they were talking about uh, uh, teenage bounty hunters. And then they just segued into, well, I looked up to Dwayne Wayne because he was weird and, and, and unappreciated just like me. I was like, oh, damn. I'm glad we made that space for you to find some comfort. Like, yeah, I, we didn't know. Um, the whole growing up thing was, was, was like a blessing and a curse. Because I enjoyed doing the, the comedy bits and, the, and, the, and the, the funny stuff. And then I think it was season three uh, or so where Doc called up from New York and said, all right, grow him up, lose the glasses, time to make him a man. And then next thing you know, I come and sit and he's like, no more flip-up glasses. <laughs> they took the flip-up glasses, which had been the thing, and, you know, started putting me in jackets, you know, suit jackets and, 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 and suit pants. And I was like, oh, snap. I liked it. I enjoyed it, but I didn't see it coming. It wasn't something that I planned or had any hand in. It was uh, completely uh, Cosby's idea. But it's natural. It's organic. You go to college, you grow, you become absolutely, you know, more yourself. And, you know, I mean, um, wow. Was there, was there a scene or a, or an episode where you're like, I've really, I don't know about that one. I don't like that one. I think back on that one. I'm like, I don't know why we did that. Or I felt bad doing that. Bruh, the whole wedding thing. (laughs) That didn't work for me. Ah! I'm just going to tell you, I I, I apologize in advance to all the ladies who love that and who live for that. But I, I just, I had such a hard time all that week building up to that scene, breaking up that wedding, committing to it as an actor, just committing to it. And that's your damn job is learn the lines, commit to them. And I just had such a hard time and I couldn't, I thought this is not real. This is not real. We've been doing so much real stuff. And now it seems like we're going to take a hard left out of reality. And, um, and I begged writers, I asked them for another scene. I was like, this is what I would do, even though it was kind of dirty. <laughs> I was like, I would go to her the night before and say, hey, look, I know this is awkward, but 
if you really feel in this, then let's get out of here. Like, let's hop over the fence and go off and do our thing. You don't have to go through all of this and blah, 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 blah. Let's, you know, let's get out of here. And it was like, that's not a bad idea. And they wrote it, and but it didn't end that way. It ended with me going over and her staying. And then I had to come back. And I was like, yo, I don't understand this. And And the whole baby please, was was an improv because I blew the line and I panicked because I didn't want to have to do a second take because I thought this is just going to get worse. Like if I blow this on the first take, the second take is going to get worse and the third take is going to get worse and then I'm going to be in a hole and then I might cry <laughs> and then I won't know what and it's going to be real embarrassing. Like I really kind of pride myself on being able to push through and this this really had me shook. For real. And uh, and as they were dragging me off, and I'm supposed to be spitting the vows, my last line to her is supposed to be, will you? So that she says, I will. And then we come together. And halfway through the vows, I kind of flipped richer and poorer and better and worse. And then I got scared and <laughs> shit. And I was like, baby, please. like. And then the second please was for Jasmine. Like, I, I'm out. Like, I, I, I lost it. Like, please, please say your line. Please say the will you so, so we can keep on going with the scene. Please don't let it be die here. And, uh, and you know, she's a pro. She said, I got you. She, she, she came with the wrath, with the, with the, uh, oh, I'm sorry, kid. She came with the, um, uh, with the life raft and saved me. And Debbie said, it was one take. And she was like, got it, moving on. Cause I heard the girls scream. I, I could hear the, cause we did a live audience. So I heard the women scream when I said, baby, please, please. I heard them go, ah, and that wasn't written in the script. So they, you're not going to create that reaction again. One take. I was so happy to be out of that, yo. <laughs> I was so happy to be out of that. And then we had fun going on with our union, Dwayne and Whitley. But that one particular scene, out of all of them, that was the one that stands out as the one that I had the most trouble doing. <laughs> thanks so much to Kadeem for a great interview, and thanks to you for listening. And thanks to our super producers, Britt, Marcus Harkis, Noel, Sam Montes, Jason Reynolds, Gerville Calais, Michelle, Brenda Cox, Kathy F., and Kina Murphy. Torre Show gives you fuel to power your dreams because you can use your dreams like a rocket ship to blast you into a life you'd never imagined. You can make your dreams a reality, and this show can help. You can find me on Twitter at Torre and on Instagram at Torre Show and on Patreon at patreon.com slash Torre Show. Torre Show is written by me, Torre, and produced by Jackie Garifano. Our editor is Ryan Woodhull. Our photographers are Chuck Marcus and Shanta Covington. Our booker is Claudia Jean. And we're distributed by DCP Entertainment. And we will be back on Friday and on Wednesday with more amazing guests because the man can't shut us down. We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. 
My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered.